Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. Um, welcome, dear listeners, to another sizzling episode of Buzzing About oh Romance. God, I can't believe you did that. The podcast where we unravel the intricacies of romantic literature. Today's exploration delves in the provocative realm of sexual kinks within the pages of our beloved romance novels. And guess what? We have a fantastic co-host joining us for this scantillating conversation. Scintillating. scintillating. It's so scintillating. You can't even use the I word. I can't even use the word. I used my thesaurus today. <laughs> conversation. Please give a warm welcome to the incredible Leah. Leah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Leah, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. As we embark on this intimate journey, we'll be dissecting the diverse and alluring landscape of desire found within the pages of romance. From the forbidden to the unconventional, we aim to decode the complexities of kink in the realm of love and passion. Whether you're a seasoned romance reader or just beginning your literary journey, Lee and I are here to guide you through the pages, unraveling the mysteries, celebrating diversity, and pushing the boundaries of desire in the most enchanting stories ever told. I guess that really doesn't count for Leah's friends. (laughs) I mean, they are enchanting. So buckle up for a sultry conversation that's bound to leave you captivated and yearning for more. Let's deep dive into the world of kink and romance novels. Stay tuned and let the exploration begin. Okay. You've had a lot of fun writing that, didn't you? I had a lot of fun. There's like a whole other paragraph, but I feel like I've gone on too long. Do you want to read the I mean, next paragraph? Using the word- Yeah, it says, now, dear listeners, let's dive into the heart of our scintillating discussion as we break down the various kinks featured in today's episode. Get ready for a nuanced exploration of desire as we navigate the pages of romance novels, spotlighting some captivating kinks that add an extra layer of intensity to love stories. I feel like you, like, copied yourself a little bit. I did. But it's okay. Yeah. Because it's worth it so we are not going to have a term of the week because we really are going to deep dive into each of these terms for this Mm -hmm. episode that we're covering um we are not going to cover every kink because the episode would be eight hours long no because we actually had like a whole bunch and as like Becky called me this morning. It was like, I think this is going to be too much. I'm like, yeah, I was going to text you about that and let you know it's a little bit much. So look um, for an upcoming Buzzing After Dark episode. We're going to talk about a few over there. Um, And Breeding Kink, we're going to talk about in our upcoming episode on pregnancy. Because it Mm -hmm. kind of fits in over there. It Um, does. The word kink is a broad term that encompasses a wide range of unconventional or non-traditional sexual practices, fantasies, and behaviors. It's important to note that engaging in any sexual activity should be consensual and safe. Here are some different types of kink, but this list is by no means an exhaustive. Also, we are not kink experts. No. Um, No, This is not a how-to guide. We're not kink experts. We're not kink experts. (laughs) You like that? We're not kink spurts. Rainbow bright and the kink spurts. Why rainbow bright? I don't know. Because I, you know, what are her, her sprites, right? Isn't it rainbow bright and the sprites? I don't think. I think it is. I don't okay. know. Let me look it up. Because now it's going to bug me. Oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> so praise kink is the first kink we're going to talk about. Um, when we say praise kink, that is the art of verbal affirmation taking center stage. Characters revel in the ecstasy of the hearing the words of adoration, encouragement, and praise, turning each compliment into a sensual dance of desire. So one of the things, you know, that is synonymous with praise kink is the phrase good girl or good boy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And it really, I think in the current landscape, in its current iteration, it really came out of the popularity of Sarah Kate's book, Praise. But I will say there are a lot of books that will you'll come across like a random good girl here or there. And that isn't a praise kink. It's just like a praise moment. Yeah. So we're looking, we're talking about books that have really strong praise and affirmation within them. And it becomes part of the foreplay of Mm -hmm. the connection and the chemistry. And so like I was looking for ones and obviously the majority of our book recs this time are going to be erotic, more erotic, erotic romance versus Mm -hmm. contemporary. But we do find some of these kinks in contemporary romance. Yeah. And I think it, it kind of like, depends on the the way the story plays out because when you have those extremely like dirty talking alpha heroes is where you get like the kink specific in a contemporary romance so i did find um a couple of contemporary um i would say manhunt by vanessa vale Mm -hmm. she leans into the praise and it's an age gap um and she needs that affirmation to continue to move forward and to feel appreciated and loved. And it's just part of her nature. Mm-hmm. Well, and so I was looking through mine in Cash by Mackenzie Fox. Now, it is an MC romance, but it is an age gap, but it's a contemporary like MC romance. But he's like he praises and he she is a good girl and like the affirmation of love is like in the good girl, like it needs each and every time. Um, and so I do think we tend to see it probably obviously in less more erotic and less contemporary. So your dad will do by Katie Robert. It has Mm -hmm. some praise kink in it. It isn't, I mean, that book is just sexy Mm-hmm. And it has a sprinkling. And that was kind of difficult as we were going through trying to find Rex specific to these kinks. Th- some of our books just have a sprinkling of a bunch of difference. Mm-hmm. Well, and like when we get to like, we're going to talk BDSM. And so it's like when you get to a club book, like you have so many different kinks all blended into one where it's like there's like one story can have a lot of kink because of the way the the setting the way the story plays out and even the characters themselves yeah um so what is it about praise kink so is that one of your favorites do you like praise kink i mean i like it i like it but i wouldn't say that i search it out no like if i come across a praise kink book like i'll read it and i will a lot of times i will enjoy it because of the dynamic Oh, damn that fucking word again. Dynamics and situations. <laughs> because of the way in which the characters interact. Like sometimes you'll come across a book that has those praises in it and it doesn't work because it's almost a juxtaposition of the character's personality. Well, and, and it I'm, doesn't fit. And I'm thinking of a certain book that was the last book in a series. Mm-hmm. that the author it was during the height of praise kink the height of these kinkier romances kind of going viral on yeah. tiktok and the author tried to lean into that the kink just kink in general it was mm-hmm. an unclear but she tried to lean into it and it really destroyed the book for me because well, it, it felt kind of destroyed the character forced Mm-hmm. We get to a point where I feel like a lot of times when stuff like, especially with Praise Kink, we saw it kind of take off, authors try to mirror that and try to grab onto that same success. And I've read a couple books recently where there's a good girl thrown in and out, and it doesn't make sense. No, because it, it's like a random good girl. Like, it's like, why all of a sudden is she good girl? But it's not even necessarily the good girls, but it's like the baby girls and things like that, too. Like, good girl is like synonymous, like when you're like thinking about it. But it's all in like the way in which the delivery of the nickname is presented that creates that praise. But sometimes the best praise kinks are the unexpected, though. Like, 
where you have this character who he's kind of an enigma, but the way in which his story plays out, you're like, he, like, he, because I've read one recently where, like, he's an unexpected daddy. He, like, never thought that kink would be his thing. But he's like, oh, I really like this. And it's just, but it's just with that heroine and the way their story transpires, like, that kink really works for them. And I think that's when the praise kinks in the contemporaries works well when it's not something that they've ever done before it's just something about that particular person that really brings out this new side of them well and praise kink is not new Uh -uh. to the world of romance because i came across uh the breathless series by maya banks Mm -hmm. and in book one and in book two so rush and um or, no, I guess Rush is book one in the Breathless series that has Praise Kink. But then Maya Banks has another series called her Sweet series, which mm-hmm. is all a Dom submissive um, series. And if you have not read that series, hot damn, you guys. Anyway, Sweet Persuasion mm-hmm. has Praise Kink in it, again, by Maya Banks. So this is not new kink. This is not something that Sarah Kate is the one who found it. She just wrote a book that had it mm-hmm. well but i feel like maya banks though too like in her kgi like there's the little splatterings of that praise kink like throughout like some of that series yeah. and, but it's not out of place and i think that's the biggest thing with the praise kink is they're trying to chase authors will chase the trope and write to what people want but it doesn't happen organically yeah So the next kink we're going to talk about is BDSM, Discipline, Dom, Submissive. Mm -hmm. This is where the world of power dynamic, where dominance and submission weave a complex tapestry. 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 Of passion. Um, This is going to have a lot of give and take of control and adds a thrilling edge to the romantic narrative. Now, there are many people do not like the dom submissive mm-hmm. kink because there is an absolute power play within it. Yeah. Um, and so I respect that. And if it's not for you, totally get it. But we don't yuck anyone's yum. Nope. And this is a yum for me. Mm-hmm. I like these a lot. Um, so before we get into some book specifics, there are some authors that are, if I'm feeling spicy and i want really good power play dom submissive romances i'm reading authors sierra cartwright lila Dubois, mm-hmm. laura lynn page yeah she does jay kenner had a series a while ago that was um kind of in that sylvia day crossfire 50 mm-hmm. shades of gray type billionaire type romance uh jay kenner though does have some suspense to her so Mm -hmm. it's bdsm and suspense sparrow beckett they play with the slave master Master. kink Mm -hmm. of bdsm bella j she also likes to play into the bdsm she's the one who wrote that bonkers alexa alexia that has all sorts of other kinks in it too um well and like a bunch of the wrecks that we have, like they are club based, but there are many, many books that you can find that are not club specific. Yeah. Uh, Tempted and Taken by Mary Carr. That was, there's no club in that one. Um, but we do have, of course, um, Wicked Ties by Shayla Black is not in a club. Well, Shayla has club books doesn't she doesn't she have some with mary don't they have a club but that whole like wicked series with like trees and layla and one mile and all that like there's no club there but there definitely is bdsm elements to it but she has club books because even in the perfect gentleman series with her and lexi blake there are BDSM elements in a couple of those. So the Wicked Lovers do not go to a club. 
They don't? No. Um, The Masters of Minaj with Lexi Blake. Mm-hmm. I think those play into a club. She also has her Dom of Her Life, which is with Jenna Jacob and Isabella La Pearl. Mm-hmm. And then The Wicked Lovers, which spins off from the Wicked Ties. The Wicked Ties. Mm. So, so like she has a blend, but well, and Bound by Lorelai James, like that series, like Bound is book one, but it, like book one and book two are a duet. Like you should read both of them. Like there's club elements, but they're not in a club. Well, they perform, they perform in it, but the the meat of the story, like she is not part of the club. They perform in the club, but book. Well, I'm not. I won't talk about that one because it's farther down. Um, well, and bound that series has. Um, we did a series of buzzing after darks over on our Patreon. So mm-hmm. if you're interested about that series and what we're talking about, you can find that over on Patreon. Buzzing after dark. Yeah, that one. It's a lot of rope play specific, yeah. which is very interesting. Stacey Kennedy has her club sin. I cannot, if you guys have not read this series, I cannot tell you enough times. Read these books. Well, and Lexi Blake has her Masters and Mercenaries plus the two spinoffs that she has. Like they own a sex club and like there's actually multiple clubs in the stories because like the kids go to a different club and then there's a club that they go to over in England. Like there's multiple clubs in that world, but it's, and there's femdoms and doms and like they're all in the lifestyle and like yeah we have the wicked horse series sawyer bennett she those are both in clubs mm-hmm. um and deal with that within the club samantha cole has her trident series and they're like it's bdsm but she also like there is some master slave with that series. I think book one is definitely master slave and like the dying, the elements of the, the story play out a little bit differently. Um, but that's a very good series. It's a suspense series, the blindfold club by Nikki Sloan. I really enjoy that one a lot. Um, A.D. Ellis, she has a male male series that deals with BDSM or one book in her male male series that has some BDSM into play. It's Bound to Fight. It's part of her Blue Ridge Junction Boys series. It can be read as a standalone, but it's really great because it's not always men and women. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, it's female, female or male, male. Um. And with yeah, and that's one thing with like the Lexi Blake series and the Samantha Cole series. Like there's there is throuples, there's male female, there's male male, there's like MFM, MMF. Like there's plenty have you read of Nicole like, Edwards? Mixes. Have you read her books? <clears throat> um, I have. Because she has read her couple, club. Yeah. She has her club destiny, mm-hmm. and those books are so good and so spicy and actually those are ones so really after i read 50 shades of gray i stumbled on um tracy wolf and she has her east Mm -hmm. ethan frost series and of course i read the crossfire series and i read um what's the other series that laura lynn page did the for you series the fixed Mm -hmm. series yeah we're all kind of that play on bdsm but then I stumbled on to Stacey Kennedy's Club Sin. And I actually like the BDSM in the club mm-hmm. over just the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I think the power dynamic is easier to understand and it feels more consensual and less. Well, in a lot of those a lot of those books, the way it plays out, like they go to the club to play. Like they have a, I'm not saying normal, like, cause it, but they're ha- they have a natural relationship. Like the, like power dynamic is they're very much an equal outside of the club. But when they have, when they go to play, 
the dynamic and this, the roles change. And I think that's the difference because they have this specific space, like safe space in which like the playing happens and then they can be just the couple everywhere else. And one of the things that I really like about Stacey Kennedy's books over say 50 shades of gray Mm -hmm. is the intimacy and the communication. Yeah. I don't feel so I don't feel that those other books have real intimacy. It feels forced. But if we go into something like Stacey Kennedy or even the Salacious Players Club from Sarah Kate or Nicole Edwards, um, her Club Destiny series, it doesn't feel like manufactured intimacy. There's a lot of depth of emotion in the characters that they write and their characters they like some of them go through this situation and those scenarios to learn more about themselves and to move past something that happened to them like there's just very much like they're not using it as like a way of control because that's the only way they can control things. Like there's reasoning and feeling behind why they choose that lifestyle. And I think that's part of the difference there. Yeah. And I know Sierra Cartwright, her books, it's kind of more of a network than a club, Mm -hmm. Um, but they have a host party and then things go out from there. And that's one of Mm -hmm. the things there is a level of, education for the characters to Mm -hmm. help understand one why they're there what they're looking for and how to move within that world and that's some really phenomenal world building yeah that can happen in these books when these so if you think of the dynamic of a sex club i personally never been to a sex club no but i can imagine that based on what i've read little nuances and there are some authors that write these books that live in these lifestyles Mm -hmm. that one of the things that seems to be really important is communication and consent but the authors build these worlds within these clubs that that are just really well done like i've never seen a st andrew's cross in real life but i know what it looks like but they're they're well-researched, they're well-thought-out, but they're also, like, I mean, again, I've never been to one, but, like, the contracts, the paperwork, the a lot of them have, like, psychologists on staff that you have to meet with. Like, you're vetted. You are you have to go through a process before you can become members to these things. Like, there's, there's thought and there's care in the way that these worlds are created and so it it gives a whole other element to the story like katie robachaw's club alias series like she like the the therapist on staff for the club has his own book and like you but like and you learn about like the fact that he any member in that club and her world, like they have to have his approval, like, and they have to go through basically like go back to him every once in a while to make sure that they're in the right headspace to continue to be there. And it's like, there's such care in the way that these characters are being treated and the fact that, because lots of things could go wrong in that yeah. setting. Well, and I think that the way the authors, they have to do a lot of world building to make a situation that we're believable, that this club space is a safe space, it's a desirable Mm -hmm. space, anybody who functions within it. And I recently, um, Amanda and I did a series of quick shots on Sienna Snow's uh, claim or claim deny own or mm-hmm. claim defy own mm-hmm. and it centers around a dom submissive relationship that takes place within and it starts within a club it wasn't great mm-hmm. there wasn't enough world building around the club to make things feel fully fleshed out consensual safe desirable 
mm-hmm. versus Amanda and I. Amanda must like these. We did <laughs> um, Heathen by mm-hmm. Alta Hensley, and there was enough world building and enough talk about the choices they make to do these things, to function in these places. And it worked. It was a little bonkers, mm-hmm. but it all worked. Yeah. Um, other things you might see in Dom submissive that we don't always talk about are things like a pleasure Dom. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a dominant male or female who their whole desire is to bring you nothing but pleasure. So yeah, this is where you'll get those like multiple orgasm doms who like they make their person like sub- their submissive orgasm over and over and over and over yeah. and over and, and over again. The highest bidded, the highest bidder by Sarah Kate, he was a pleasure dom. Um, the tryst by uh, Lauren Blakely. I'm saying it how I want to say it. You can just shush I know it. you are. I know. That book, he's a pleasure dom. Like he finds his fulfillment mm-hmm. by bringing her, you know, multiple uh, orgasms and enjoyment. I don't know how else to do this. Um, there also yeah, are, f- go ahead. There's the femdom also, which is the female dominant and also D-O-M-M-E dom, not D-O-M dom. Um, so there's a bunch of those unraveled by Lorelai James, which is in that same world as bound. It is the heroine from book one and book two. His sister is the dom, um, for that one. I actually like Masters and Mercenaries and I believe the Trident series have a couple femdoms, but I could not remember which books they are. Uh, Joey W. Hill, she writes her at at her command, her Mistress of the Boardroom series. They are all femdoms. Mm -hmm. Um, Mercy by Sarah Kate in the Salacious Players Club. She is a femdom. Heal by Shannon Elliott. Again, Sex Club. Femdom. Golden Angel, um, she has a lot of different BDSM yeah. stories. She has a few femdoms mixed in. Um, Legally Bound was one of them. It's book five in her Masters of Marquis series. But I know she has more than just that one. But She I- does. That's the one I've read most recently <laughs> that I could well, think and- of. Well, she has a lot of books. So as you're going through them, like trying to remember which one is which, because you take really bad Goodreads notes, it's hard to find. But she has a few as well. Yeah, she does. Um, So next we're talking voyeurism and exhibitionism Mm -hmm. and funny stories. Sometimes you define exhibitionism to your podcast partner and your 16-year-old walks in the room and it makes for an awkward conversation. You have a lot of those. I have a lot of those. Um, So voyeur... I I will say that as I was reading, like going through these, I do not read a lot of these that are outside of the sex club. Yeah. So... Uh, voyeurism, it's peeling back the curtain on the desire to be seen or watched. These kinks offer a thrilling exploration of intimacy in public or private spaces, providing an adrenaline rush for characters and readers alike. So you say you don't have a lot of voyeurism. Which I probably do. I just don't realize it. because I love a voyeur. Wow. I love the watch. But I mean, even something as simple as saying, putting her like. But I'm saying like, I don't, I don't read a lot of them where it's outside of. Like, I like the voyeurism, like in the club setting. Like, I like when that happens because a lot of times it's like the, the heroine comes in and she's not sure if she likes it and she watches the scene and she's like, oh, I really like that. Well, you know what I mean? So Wicked Billionaire by Sawyer Bennett, it's in her Vegas wicked horses series in Mm -hmm. that one he like lays her out on a lounge Mm -hmm. and watches her be pleasured but not sex by other men Mm -hmm. and it's fucking hot yeah well and maya banks in her she has a series it's three friends the third book is a couple and like 
in the past, like he enjoys watching her be pleasured by other people. But again, it's in the club setting. Yeah. Well, someone said the exhibition, it should be a controlled environment. I don't want to just walk in on something. Well, this is true. But I think that desire of being caught plays into that appeal of the voyeur of the well, exhibitionist. Now, now that I'm thinking of it in that way, I mean, there's a lot of books that I read where they're doing it like in the back room or like in the office, right. like waiting for somebody to open the door. Yeah. See, I told you when we were talking about this earlier, I'm going to think of like 15 books after the fact. No, but if you think about it, there is a little bit of that kink in a lot of different books we read. Um, I really was thinking is. of that Brittany Sahin book that Amanda and I did. Like he takes her into the back office and. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, it's that fear of being caught. It's not even his office. We see it. We even Anna Hackett does it where like they're so it's steel he and his lady are getting up to no good in the office unintentionally being exhibitionists but they're in the office like and you didn't lock the door right but also i'm not touching anyone's desk if you're a billionaire and i come to your office i think naughty things happen on your desk i'm not going to touch your desk i might offer you a clorox wipe well in kitchens there's a lot of things that happen on kitchen countertops Right. I hope people like own Clorox wipes. Same. Um, so Stacey Kennedy has her Club Phoenix, which is 100% just a voyeur club. There is no mm-hmm. actual like sex happening with the members. They come to watch the show, the performance of the voyeurism. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, well, and Fiona Cole has an entire series called Voyeur. Yes. It's all about the voyeurism. Yeah, Christina Lauren's Beautiful Stranger. It's book two in her Beautiful Bastard series. These people are doing it in warehouses with men on the other side of like the stack of boxes. Like, um, somebody said the last not a lot of consent, but the last Riders by Jamie Begley has a lot of voyeurism at their club parties. That well, and I read a lot of MC party or an MC romances. Like I read a decent amount of those and they're having sex everywhere. Yeah. So I guess I do read a lot more than I thought. Tempt Me by Nina West, which I think is K.A. Tucker also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her Wolf Hotel series. There's a lot of voyeurism in that. Like he takes her around the corner, hopes they'll be discovered. Um, okay. The Boardroom series by Linda Iker. I've made Heather read this series if you have not read this series, again, we're not going into yet. anyone's boardroom and eating dinner or eating lunch. Um, this book, this series is hot, hot, hot. And um, I think Maxine Mitchell does a lot of the audiobook narration. Oh, I do like a Maxine and book. It is top notch audiobook. This series, it's consensual. It's an app that pairs different executives and different, like, corporate administrators, and they borrow a boardroom to fulfill a fantasy, and other people come and watch. Like, the other members can come and watch the fantasy in the boardroom. I do like a fantasy. It is hot 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 like next time i'm in a slump i know what i'm reading well in the initiation of filthy rich american series by nikki sloan like that book is bonkers that series it is bonkers but like they have to have sex in front of everybody like it is part of like the The ritual yeah the ritual like having the sex in front of the old men yeah that's a lot. That book was a lot. That series is a lot. But it's it's delightfully a lot. It is delightfully a lot. Uh, Nikki Sloan, too. I think her Nashville series has some... The Architect, I think, has some voyeurism. Well, and she like has some, a decent amount of BDSM like 
blended into all of her books but like i like but if you haven't read her blindfold club series you should read that and i think her nashville series just dropped into kindle unlimited recently is the blindfold series there no it's it's not but it should be because it's really good um so the next thing we wanted to dabble into and this one we don't have a lot but i feel like Mm -hmm. we probably do we just don't realize it well but i feel like I feel like this one, it's more of a, like, I have a couple, like, I just read one, which... If tell I t- everybody about it, Leah. Well, but if I tell you and you don't read it, or you want to read it, then I've ruined the whole book for you. So I read a book where it's very dirty. And the you whole should do premise, a buzzing after dark on it. I should. But anyway, the whole premise is, like, it's a lot, but it is delightful. It is... It, if you know what I like to read, it's a novella. It's by Danny Wyatt. Let me just tell you right there. Not that a whole you a lot, lot of, of plot, friends. Yeah, yeah, no, not really. There's a lot of like my go-to kinks in this one. Of reading, not in life. Like <laughs> kinks in reading. Um, but it is ended up being a role-playing book that I wasn't anticipating. So, but if I tell you. What it book will it is. spoil the book. It will spoil the book. Maybe you should do a buzzing delightful. after dark for it. I shall. So role playing Wicked Lust, the hero in that book, he's a role player. That's kind of his gig. He, mm-hmm. um, the book starts out. He breaks into a couple's house, and has sex with the wife while the husband watches. But then it bleeds into his heroine and HEA, which is not mm-hmm. the couple that's married. But the, it's planned that he it's breaks planned. into the yeah. house. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I've read a few books where it's like little instances like that, where like things like that happen. I read, I think Katie Robochaw might have one where they role play like that, but I can't think of the name of it. Um, the Tease by Lauren Blakely, which is part of that Virgin Society series that's the RSVP. Which is, it's very good if you haven't read it. Yeah. So in the that tease series is really good. They're going to these different sex parties. Why do you say and, it like that? Because <laughs> I don't know if it's really a sex party or just like a spicy cocktail party. Like, does sex happen at them? Well, we know with the couple it does. He has her play like the naughty librarian. Well, maybe he just is an exhibitionist. Well, yeah, a think- role playing exhibitionist. But, like, they dress up in costume at the parties and, like, I don't know. He Just dr- read it. It's delightful. It's delightful and spicy, and I really liked it. Um, Alta Hensley's Bastard and Whiskey book has a little bit of role play in it. That book just has a lot of kink, and I think Alta Hensley just likes a lot of kink, to be honest. She, she does. Like, I've read a couple of her books, and one of them... It was, it was well, I am not in her reader group. However, there's a couple authors that write kinkier romances that I think tend to maybe live more the BDSM lifestyle, and I am in their reading group. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking of like one author in particular, and sometimes people overshare. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if your real life is a spicy life, kudos. Good for you. Kudos. Good for you. I am happy for you. Healthy, happy sex life. Way to be. High five. Please don't go into a Facebook author group and share about your weekend with your daddy. That's not your daddy. I mean. Eek. I mean, I am yucking your daddy. I'm a little bit there. Daddy. So Marie. So MS Force, who Mm -hmm. is Marie Force. Right? Yes. She has a series called her Quantum Series. The first three books are a trilogy, and then there are three or four follow up books Mm -hmm. that are kinky AF. But the last book, Delirious, has a lot of role playing in it. Um, Like he kidnaps her. I do like a kidnap. And holds her. Well, and so there's an author by the name of. What is Rosa Mink? She has this whole alphabet series, and it's basically like, no, it's this tied up series. And like, there's a lot of like role, not 
it's not necessarily role playing because they're not in just like intentionally tied up a lot of times, but it kind How of. How do you get unintentionally that. tied up, Leah? Well, this one, like she gets tied to the goalpost of the soccer because by bullies, and this guy ha- just happens upon her, and she's been tied up naked, and so he has the sex with her. Sounds like it has a lot of plot. <laughs> there was, there's not a lot of plot. They're basically porn without plot. But sometimes you just need that. Sometimes you do. But there's, I guess as I'm thinking about, there's not a lot of role playing there. Just a lot okay, of Okay, so as I sit here and I think about this, <laughs> a lot of us got some of our first romance novels from our mothers. We did. Do you think our mother's romances had a lot of kink in it? And we didn't know? Are our parents kinky? Did we not know uh, this? No. Leah, your mom reads what you read. Um, she does actually. I give her Rex often. She oh, was, um, could you we please were... tell us the name of the series with the girl that gets tied to the goalpost and the yeah, guy just to... happens upon her to have, like his dick just fell into her. I mean, she's naked and tied to a soccer goalpost. Why would he not take advantage of that? <laughs> I mean, she says yes. There's consent. Oh. It's not like he's just shoving it in there. I'm glad there's consent. Just Dean has a couple like that, too. I actually just read one where she's tied up blindfolded in, in the brother's bed. And he happens upon her and he's like, hello, I'm going to have you now. Okay. It doesn't waste time. We're still trying to find that series name. Yeah. I'm, now I'm looking, but I got distracted by the others. Um, yeah. Frankie okay. Love writes a lot of kinky stuff that's kind of just, she, they happen she upon does. each other. Like, can I have a cup of sugar? Oh, now you have no clothes well, on me, and we're going to do it. Let me go knock you up. Yeah. I mean. Frankie Love has a lot of breeding kink. She does. Um... <laughs> Okay. Oh, it's tied for his pleasure. Books oh. A through Z. <laughs> okay. They're in they're in box sets too, like tied for his pleasure, books E through H, V through Z. Are they so part of Kindle the Unlimited? Whole, they are all in KU, yes. Mm. Happy reading, yeah. everybody. Happy, Happy reading. reading. Um also, we are not responsible if someone ends up pregnant after this episode. <laughs> not our fault. No. Um, disclaimer. We are not on the hook for that. Um, okay. So one of the things. Um, that, yes, we did all get here somehow. One of the things that's really frustrating <laughs> when you're Google and you're trying to find books and you're going through book lists and stuff like that. One of the things that was really frustrating for me is. One, I didn't keep great book Goodreads shelves previous to 2020. Now I keep better. But sometimes, not great though. sometimes people put things on a bookshelf and it didn't make sense. So one of the ones that came up to me was Mary Lies by Amanda Richardson was shelved like 12 times under role play. And I don't feel like they well, role but, played at all in that book. But I was Googling role playing and role playing by Kathy Yardley came up like a bajillion times too. And they're not role playing in the same way that I was and looking they're cosplaying for. role playing. Yeah. Anyway. So. So I mean, it all depends on how you're taking the Google search, Google. The last kink that we're going to talk about tonight, and again, like I said, you guys, we will do a more extensive kink on some, in Buzzing After Dark, we'll do a little different, some other that we didn't hit on. Uh, we'll talk uh, degradation over there, Hugh Cow, um, and some other little odds and ends and tidbits. Um why would you say it like that? I don't know. I don't even know anymore. But it's the primal kink, which the is... The primal kink. In the context of romance books, typically refers to a theme or element that taps into the basic, instinctual, or primal desire and urges. 
It often involves raw, intense, and unfiltered expression of passion, often exploring the more primal aspects of human nature and sexuality. In romantic literature, authors may incorporate primal kink elements to add depth, intensity, and a sense of raw connection between the characters. The term is subjective and can encompass a various themes such as dominance and submissive, possessive, or focus on the instinctual aspect of romantic and sexual relationships. When I think primal... I think the chase. Mm-hmm. I want the chase. The caveman running, bonking her on the head, getting the things he wants. Well, the and bare it's basics. Some, but even sometimes it's the, I don't want this, so I'm going to run away. But he's like, um, no, you're. I'm going to get you. Yeah. Like in Zoe Blake, Scandals of the Father. Every She's... book Zoe Blake writes. Let's well, just be yeah, really she, honest. She does really like the primal kink, but he like he does not care that she wants nothing to do with him no. because he he wants her and he will have her. Consent and, can be hard in a primal kink book. Lots well, of times the it, consent is dubious. And it and it depends on how the book plays out and where the kink is coming from. Um but I will say most of the time consent is dubious the hunt and illusion by ml philpitt that has primal kink and that one makes sense it's a cinderella retelling it's the chase it is Mm -hmm. consensual because she's there to kill him yeah Um, well but relentless pursuit by rebecca gallo like there's consent in that that chase like there is um and it works Pray Tell by Amanda Richardson has absolute consent in it. She is the pursuer, but he is the chaser. Mm-hmm. He, but then go if ahead. you go to like Tangled Vines, the Delta James, it's a it is a shifter romance. Like, but there is there is chasing, and there's not a lot of consent, and they there's knotting on top of it. So, I mean, I love a good knot. Mm-hmm. Um. Alta Hensley's The Heathens, we talked about that one earlier. That one has mm-hmm. primal kink. That is the whole basis of the book. But it's oh, consensual. Zoe Blake, but Zoe Blake, like, there's not a lot of consent there. and But there is a lot of story that goes in those books. Um, Ashley Rose has her Risque Read series. Um, they are a lot of primal kink. They're really short. Not a lot of plot stories, but there is a lot of chasing. And then Emily Rose wrote a mafia series called Little Mouse. Um, it is like he basically says, "You can run, but I will chase you, and I will fight you, and then I will, then I will do you." It is very like I really enjoyed that one. Like the whole like basis of like he kidnaps her and like locks her up, and then she like he's like, "You have five minutes, and when I get you, watch out." I really like Primal Kink. I go searching for Primal Kink. I would even say that Alta, or Nevea Alta, her books have a little bit of that chase in them. Um, I definitely say they have like Primal Kink like elements to them. Yeah, but I and do- it, like depends on the the couple, like who is the pursuer and who is the chaser. But it definitely like she definitely has that like essence the primal kink essence she does and i do think primal kink you can find it pretty often in mafia romances Mm -hmm. i do think that that's a little easier world to accept those kinds of things in too well because like the primal it's like it has the darker elements to it and since you're already in like the dark story because even in Jill Ramsauer's vicious um seduction the newest one like they're there's some primal kink elements in it, but it isn't de- definitely isn't primal kink like itself. But like she's mafia light, and it still works in that. Yeah. Um, Heather mentions the kink camp books. Mm-hmm. Those books yeah. are great, and it has a little bit in them too. And those are consensual. Yeah, she said perfect fit by Sadie Kincaid has it also. Um, and I think that one though is why choose which. I think when you start looking and adding people, it kind of changes the element a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but when did you say, like, in, like, Dante and Joey, there's a little bit of primal kink feel to it? Yes. 
Well, but and not so much in, in Lorenzo, but well, Lorenzo, there's primal kink because she leaves and he chases. That's true. And he watches her. That's true. In Joey, though, Joey almost has the vibes of a little bit of a bottom trying to top. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely a Dom submissive relationship yeah. there, but Joey's trying to be the boss, too. Yeah. She's a brat, She's- which we didn't even talk about, like, the personalities within those mm-hmm. relationships. Well, and that's the thing, like, there's so... Like in in like the BDSM, the kinks, there's so many different elements to it. There's the brats, there's the littles, there's the daddies, there's the age play, there's the, like, there's so many different pieces to it that it would take us like four episodes to cover even a third of it. Well, and that's one of the things that I like about the idea of sprinkling kink and romance because it gives us a wide variety of stories. It provides... Mm-hmm a different take, a different feel. And I do think, you know, one of the things that we know, like with some of our co-hosts, like say Jenny, she mm-hmm. really wants strong consent and strong connection and true mm-hmm. intimacy. And as we have moved through this podcast, we've challenged her to read some of these other books that play a little closer to her line of, I'm not sure that's for me, but we mm-hmm. take care to know where her limit is. Yeah. So, like, she can read Pray Tell. She can read M.L. Philpit. Um, should she read your bonkers Frankie Love ones or Strapped to the Goalpost? I no. mean, well, Sherry got four kids, so. I mean, everybody comes from that somewhere. Everyone comes from but, somewhere. But, like, a Zoe Blake book, I'm not going to be like, Jenny, you need to read this one. I am not asking Jenny to ever read a Zoe Blake book. Now, How- Heather, on the other hand... You need to read this book. Heather, I'm going to give her bonkers firemen who are thirsty. Yes, for their hue cows. Right. I mean, Heather is the one who is like, here, read this hue cow. Right. Exactly. Um, So I think that's one of the things that I really like is it does kind of make for a unique story. It brings in something new. It's not the same thing. It spices things up. It challenges you to find other things. But the thing is, though, too, is like there are people who have those little kinks that they enjoy, but they don't live like the lifestyle. Like they don't live a kinky lifestyle, Like, but they have those little things that they like it really gets them off or like turns them on. Like if you want to be called daddy, that does not mean you have to be a daddy dom. Like you can just really enjoy that daddiness because Mary Carr waiting for midnight it's one of her newer books it just came out last month i think he had never wanted to be called daddy and like for some reason like with his heroin it worked like that one mc book that just came out that i was talking about earlier like he for some reason his heroin which she calls him daddy like yeah it it like gets him going never before had daddy been his thing um okay so that is our very loose overview of kink for those and some book asking for it some book recs Mm -hmm. if you're part of our patreon we'll have some more over there coming in the next couple weeks um but leah guess what time it is it's that time it's that time book book of the week book of the week time leah what's your book of the week my book of the week is Broken Leases by Elise Faber. It's book one in her Eagles hockey series. So like she good. is it was so good. There's there's great like there's just really Elise Faber does mental health rep and like just so so well. And this book is well done. There's floofs and they are adorable and they are like, oh man. But it's it's a really well composition story the new world that she's like ventured to and the the way in which she's creating this new team like i am really excited it's actually like one of the the bad no the bash no bang brothers bang brothers i knew was i was getting there one of the bang brothers is part of this team um and you so you meet him in this book and like you get a little snippet at the end into his book so i'm excited for his too but elise Faber, she just she writes a really great 
story. And I really enjoy the way in which she creates her characters because she makes them so normal with anxieties and issues and troubles. And it just, I just so normal, but also that heroine at first I was like, Oh, she a little Rapunzel, a little locked in the tower kind of vibe, Mm -hmm. but come to find out she was her own jailer. Like there just was so much to unpack in this story and the hero. And we all know I'm not a huge fan of the cinnamon roll, but he is, he's, he is squishy soft and he just really is. He's melty like butter. Like he's just great. Well, and so, but he's also dealing, he was on the gold. So if you've read Elise before, like he's been a gold hockey player for a really long time and he gets traded. So he's dealing with like the emotions of not being with his family that he has been a big part of. So like he's kind of a fish out of water in this new place. And it just, it's a really, and there's the really cat Jonah freaking arc. <laughs> Uh-huh. I love And her. then Athena the Corgi Puppy. And Athena the Corgi Puppy. They're fantastic. And if you have seen the paperback, like it's gorgeous. the formatting is gorgeous and and she has like little corgi. If you want pages. fancy though, you have to order it from her website. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. the Amazon copy. Um, okay. My book of the week. I did the audiobook because that's mm-hmm. all that's out right now. And I was lucky to get an advanced copy of the audio. Walk of yep. Shame by Avery Flynn. It is book two in the Disasters of Dating series. It's the follow-up to Anger Bang. Lindsay is raving about this one as well. And I have to tell you, Cal, the hero, might be the swooniest, 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 swooniest of Avery Flynn heroes. Like, And she has some swoony heroes. Better than Zach. Like, really? Better, better, better. I mean, so... So swoony. Um, this book is hilarious. She's a jilted bride. The book takes place five years after she's been jilted. Her dad was the coach of the hockey team. Her intended fiance had been traded on the day of his wedding to the um, Harbor Ice Nights, mm-hmm. Harbor City Heights Nights. And he leaves her at the altar and thinks that she's just going to be fine with it. So in response, she goes on a world dick tour all over the world, not committing to anybody for like two or three years. And then she comes to Harbor City because her dad is now the head coach of Harbor City. And she has two best friends, but she hates hockey. And her dad is now the head coach of the Ice Knights. Uh, she I mean, hates. She got jilted by a douchebag. She I mean. has a I will not talk about hockey bucket in the bar. And um, our hero is, so her ex-fiance is the Ice Knights goalie. The hero, Cal, is brought in to help coach the ex-fiance because he has the yips. Ooh. And so he's a goalie coach who, as he is a hockey player, had suffered a blade to his thigh in a game. Ooh. Ooh. So, like, there's just a lot of layers, but Cal is so swinny, and these two cannot stop banging. Like, I thought we banged a lot in Anger Bang. And if you had asked me previous to Anger Bang, I would have told you I broke up with Avery Flynn, right? Mm Because I had been really frustrated with the follow-up to the mansplainer and all of those. And then um, (laughs) I didn't love the witch book, and I just really thought that maybe it was time for me to say farewell. Like, we're just not vibing anymore. But but then Lindsay raved about Anger Bang. And it was so raved. good. And the audiobooks are phenomenal, you guys. They're worth a credit. Avery got her mojo back. Avery got her mojo back. Um, okay. So, Leah, you can do the new segment. Because okay, it's all new you this segments. time. <clears throat> um, so, can you guess the book? Each week, we will share a quote from a recent or popular Buzzing About Romance read. You have the chance to email us your guess at quote at buzzingaboutromance.com, and we will announce the correct guess on next week's show. So Gretchen got the answer. Um, so did we, so did somebody else. VK, I think she also got yes, it. because she asked if she can say it in the Discord, and you said to email. But, yes. So... Last week, the quote was, the end of you and Becca was the minute you slipped a ring on another woman's finger. I don't tell him that I never slipped anything on anyone. I don't tell them anything because the only person who is going to get my truth in Becca is Becca. And this was by Freaky Nico. Only One Touch by Natasha Madison. 
which Becky was going to tell everybody last week that she's still mad at this character. And we knew that as soon as she said that, everybody would guess it because she'd said it in the Discord in no joke. Everyone's like, she only talks about it every other episode. Only every other episode. Not every episode, just every other. Every other. But yeah, so it was freaking Nico. We're still angry at him. We're still pissed. Years later, people. (laughs) Yeah, that Um, was a 2001 book. Yeah, years later. It like it is that like emotionally like um, yeah, every other Kelly K. Um so this week's quote is one of mine. So, someone once told me that dreams are temporary longings. You want one thing and when you ultimately achieve it, your dream morphs into something new, something bigger than anything else you've ever thought possible. Do you have a hint? Nope. You're not giving it's a hint. One of my, it's one of my favorite books. I've reread it multiple times. I just want you all to know if I had done this, I'd have given you a hint. We have had her on the show. <laughs> okay, Leah. I will give you a hint in like three days if you need one. How about that, okay. friends? Check out Discord on I Wednesday. Think that Amanda, Jenny, and Carrie will get this one really easily. Okay. Okay. Um, it's time for Patreon update. Is it catching on? Is it catching on? I mean, it's really funny. So, yeah. Um, okay. Oh, I forgot to look and see who all was celebrating one year in the hive. I'll have it next week for y'all. Because um, I suck. We're sorry. Um, so, here we go. Patreon update. Hey, romance enthusiasts. Get ready to be thrilled because the much-anticipated swag packs for March are on their way. And this time we have the fantastic Siobhan Davis and Marie Johnson as our sponsoring authors. The swag packs are set to make waves around the 10th, and we couldn't be more excited. This month's swag packs are overflowing with exclusive treasures sponsored by Siobhan Davis and Marie Johnson. From romance-themed stickers to mood reader cards and other delightful surprises, each pack is a celebration of all things love and passion. And guess what? We're spreading this love globally, so international shipping is on the house. This fantastic perk is a monthly affair with swag packs disputed dispatched around the 10th of every month if you join our patreon family after the 10th don't worry your inaugural swag pack will be on its way the following month but wait there's more being a part of our patreon community unlocks a treasure trove of perks alongside these fabulous i mean fabulous swag packs you also gain access to exclusive episodes in the enchanting world of the buzzing book club keep on it is enchanting people it's the best night of the month also if you join our queen bee tier um every six months you get a new coffee mug from us and i am in the process of designing the new six month coffee mug so those will be headed out at the end of this month you guys coffee mugs i mean come on come on who doesn't love a new coffee mug right um Keen on staying in the loop with all of our happenings? Check out our event calendar at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. We got a lineup of exciting gatherings, including happy hours, IG lives, and book clubs. Waiting for you. We're just waiting for you to join these festivities. Get ready to be swept away by the romance and enjoy the perks of being a cherished member of our Patreon community. Cheers to the love of romance and all things delightful. Look, I did that just for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And if you have not signed up for the newsletter, we are back to sending out regular newsletters. We so are. you can sign up for that. Usually I send them out either Thursday or Friday. It depends on the week and what is happening. Right. Like this week it'll go out on Thursday because Because there's things happening on Thursday. Okay. Speaking of things happening on Thursday, on Facebook, I am now tagged as no Epi Becky in a million things. <laughs> Melanie Moreland. I mean, you might just have to start reading epilogues. I I am reading hers. She makes me feel bad. Because, she also well, th- threatened to kill me. I mean, she didn't really threaten it. She stated fact. And we all said she's going to do it in the epilogue. So you didn't know. So I don't know. Um, so Melanie Moreland, Becky's reading epilogues now. I am. As we read. Just for you. 
As we reach the end of this steamy episode of Buzzing About Romance, we hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the diverse world of romantic literature and the tantalizing kinks that add layers of passion to these stories. Today, we've uncovered the intricacies of desire, explored the boundaries of fantasy, and celebrated the various kinks that spice up the pages of romance novels. Now, before we bid you adieu, we want to remind you to visit our on-the-shelf show notes for the full TBR of books recommended on this episode. We hope these recommendations pique your interest and add spark to your reading list. Thank you for joining us on this intimate journey through the world of kink and romance novels. Until next time, may your pages be filled with passion and your fantasies boundless. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 